I hope you're doing well wherever the world you may be. Uh, I'm joined today by the homies RG and Orod, as always. So let's get right to it. Uh, I guess recap. Recap. Probably. Uh, I have them recap. listed in uh, chronological order as far back since we last uh, convened. Uh, to start, uh, Mark Maxayo lost his WBC belt, just as we all predicted, to Ray Vargas. That was a split decision, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Mark got one. That's dumb. But, oh well, let's see. Orad, you're a big homer for the Mexicanos. What do you think of uh, Ray Vargas' performance? I look good. He looked like a natural at the weight. I didn't think it was as close as a split decision. But, yeah, I think his length is be a pretty good problem for anyone in division. And I was just kind of looking forward to who he's going to face because I think the bodies are getting in the way of the proposed Leo Santa Cruz fight, but yeah, wouldn't mind either that or the Figueroa fight. That was something that the translator missed, uh, was that Vargas said like they're, the camps with Santa Cruz and his team are already, like negotiations are already underway and progressing well. Yeah, per usual with the Showtime translator, like I think he just got like the last sentence of everything that Vargas was saying. But yeah, they pretty much said that they've been in the process of already making that fight next. But I think the recent news was uh, WBA was going to kind of get in the way of that fight. Yeah, Santa Cruz and um, Lee Wood. That's a fucking waste of time. Barn burner. <laughs> um, let's see. RG, did you see anything in Max Sayo's game? That, can he still be competitive at featherweight? Or like relegated to a lower lower tier yeah he can still be competitive that's just, this is terrible division he he can punch which he might be like the only featherweight that can punch like i don't well never Eddie. i forgot about him him, him and Navarrete are like the only ones that really have any any sort of notable power to to talk about so yeah i mean he's obviously not very hard to box but even then he hurt he hurt max Sio at one point and dropped him so yeah he can be competitive he can be in a lot of fun fights I mean, who the fuck, who wouldn't want to see, like, Figueroa versus Mexico? That'd be a great fight. That would be good. Or Figueroa versus Vargas, for that matter. Either one of those would be good, if the Leo fight can't happen. So, yeah, I think he can be competitive. I don't know if he'll win a belt. Probably not. He was pretty lucky to win a belt in the first place. He'll, he'll be in some. Yeah, he top. barely squeaked it out the first time. Yeah, so. Yeah, they got a nice little round robin there with... Leo, uh, Magsayo, Vargas, and Figueroa. I think the mix and match either way would be good, I think. Possibly Gary Russell comes back on this injury. Could happen. Yeah, I feel, I think he's probably done. I think so. Personally, yeah, I don't see him coming back. We already mentioned him. Brandon Figueroa uh, got knocked out in one round, like I said, by Carlos Castro. That's what happened. Couldn't hear otherwise. That was... Uh, pretty bad beating. Uh, that ended up being a lot worse than I was expecting. Yeah, Figueroa is getting to the point of his career where he can, like, beat the shit out of people and, like, not also get the shit beat out of him, you know? So that's good. You know, mitigate the damage he has to take to, to you know, break people down. Yeah, not... Just to be fair, Castro isn't really a puncher. Um, not quite. So, that, he didn't really have to worry about much, but still, he's getting better, which is good, because... He's, he definitely seemed like he was going to have a fast expiration date. He still might, but he's keeping it going for now. I was going to be really upset to figure out, like, what much shit. I'm not going to lie. I really need to figure out trying to keep going. I love that kid. I wasn't expecting him to look bad. Like, it was a it was a pretty measured 
opponent. Like, Carlos Castro wasn't a big puncher at 22, let alone 26. Uh, he's not the biggest guy. Uh, he's tall, but he doesn't have a big frame compared to Brandon Figueroa, especially. So it's like Danny Garcia picking Benavidez for his 54 debut. It's thinly bailed. At least, at least, uh, like, clearly the logic was, oh, people think Castro's good because he made Neri look bad. And he, Did he? You know, didn't he? Didn't Neri look yeah, pretty shit? Yeah, I thought he looked pretty average, but I don't know if that was due to all the trainer ch- changes or, like, the weight, but he did look pretty mediocre at best versus... Wasn't it, like, a split decision? Am I, am I yeah, bugging? it was a split. Yeah, and then figure out just destroy him. So it's good for, like, a comparison or whatever, but... Yeah, hopefully he'll fight. I don't know. I don't know who. I mean, him versus Vargas, I think, is definitely possible. You know, if they just want to fast-track Figueroa back into, you know, having a belt. Yeah, I think the point of that fight was pretty much just to get Figueroa back on track and make him look good, which he did. Like, he really didn't have any real issues. He steamrolled in. He also looks good at the weight. I I think the move to 126 probably benefited him a whole lot compared to killing himself making 122. Hmm. I'd like to see Castro come back with Max Sayo. Losers That's bracket. possible. That could happen. Those guys seem like they're on a, more on par with each other than they are with like Figueroa or Santa Cruz, Vargas, Navarrete. Yeah, I'm glad the ones are making 126, like kind of interesting. <clears throat> like Navarrete, Vargas, Figueroa, you know. Like a year ago, I mean, I honestly think 126 was like the worst division in boxing. Yeah, 126 kind of died out for a couple of years and looks like at least it's making a somewhat comeback. Yeah, and there's still a good 22s that can move up. Fulton, he's probably there within like two years max. Yeah, I think he has maybe one or two more fights at 122 before he moves up. <clears throat> yeah, hopefully, uh, Rock is one of them. I'm a sucker yeah, I think for, uh, if he if he could go undisputed, yeah, I think for sure he'll probably vacate after that no point in being a smaller champion not making that much money paying all those fees for all four belts yeah it'll be but like we said with uh, charlo like we know who the guy is it doesn't matter if he has the belts or not uh let's see earlier in the day we had um everyone's favorite british hooligan Derek chisora beat kubrat pulet did he actually win I mean, I thought I thought Pulev won, but I mean, I wasn't expecting Pulev to get the decision. Like it was close. You know, I had it like Pulev. I mean, that wasn't. I, I definitely didn't expect Pulev to get the nod in a, a fight that close. I mean, I thought like the rounds Pulev won were like a lot clearer. Like there were points where like Chisora was just like getting hit with the right hand over and over and like not really doing anything. Yeah. But he he made like eight eight or nine rounds like really highly debatable. So kind of had to expect Chisora was going to get that one. I mean, good for Chisora, I guess. You know, he now has like a quote-unquote like career-defining win. Um, I just hope this doesn't like you know make him think. Him. Oh, I've got years <laughs> It's like no, you don't. Like you should definitely retire. If he retired right now, that would be like, in this case. But he'll probably fight like nobody's just somebody and get killed. Well, he's already trying to to pivot this into fighting like Wilder. That would be a really see. bad idea. Yeah, I don't think when your best win comes at age, what, 38, 39? I think it's 39. You shouldn't be chasing Wilder after that, like, especially since he kind of eked by. I think I only I had a Sora 7-5 or a draw, but it was kind of sloppy, like, towards the middle of the fight. Both guys just looked like they started gassing, and then yeah. it was just a lot of 
a lot of clinching, a lot of punches, uh, rabbit punches behind, and like just as sloppy as it could get. Yeah, a lot of people were like, "Man, this was like actually a good fight." It's like it really wasn't. <laughs> like, no, it was like, not. like, I mean, everyone had low expectations, and I guess it was a little better than what the low expectations were. But it's still that it wasn't a good fight, though. Find your real definition, right? Yeah, I was seeing some comments, like not not the majority, but some comments saying like it was like fight of the year, but. Oh yeah, I, I did a going with like low expectations, expecting a shitter, but I thought it was decent. I didn't think it was too bad, but it wasn't anything great either. July 13th, obscure small people, so if you don't like that, uh, this is your time to fast forward. Kazuto Ioka beats Donnie Nietes in their rematch uh, for the WBO Superfly title. I didn't see the first fight, but I did just watch the second one, and... Yeah, Donnie's old. Donnie, you're out of your element! That's pretty much all there is to it. Uh, so naturally, he was just outgunned, out everything. He was a step behind every step of the way. I just found this fight funny because uh, Donnie used to be like that one obscure person people would throw like pounds for pounds. Yeah, like he would always be like number nine or number eight on hipsters, pound for pound, and now it's, it was Ioka for like a couple years too he was like lingering around like 10 to 8 spot but all i know is he needs to run it back with uh chiwas i thought chiwas beat him when they fought last year so that's all i care about for that fight chiwas rodriguez i thought he got jobbed moving along arnold barbosa on july 15th defeats danielito soria uh, i was just in the middle of this one when you guys came into the into the room I got to just the beginning of round eight, and like, yeah, I was saying before, like, he looks pretty. I guess that's the best I could, the best I could put it. Yeah, I'm gonna keep it a buck. I didn't watch that fight, but um, I think the general consensus was he didn't really look that good. We said meh. So I don't know. It, I don't really know what they're gonna do with Barboza. I think most people, including myself, figured he was gonna fight. He was gonna be Tiafimo's comeback, but the, it's kind of looking like Tiafimo might fight the Ramirez Zapata winner. They might just want to fast track him right back into it instead of giving him kind of a tune up. Cause I mean, I, I've seen Barboza once or twice. I saw him against um, Salcedo. I saw him against Salcedo. He didn't really looked so good. He got hurt. I think he got dropped actually. So I mean, I don't know. I, I don't think I don't think he has really much chance at 140. Uh, 140 is really kind of heating up the division. I, I don't really know where Barboza fits into that. Kind of like it's weird. I think because they always sell Barboza as like some prospect, but. I think I've seen that he's like 30 or 31. Yeah, like late, uh, yeah, he's like late 20s, early 30s. He's not, I don't really know where he came from. I never heard of him until like a year or two, to be honest. Yeah, he came on pretty quickly. So like, I remember, I think he beat Mike Alvarado. That's like the only fight that I could really remember of his. Yeah, I think I've only seen the Salcedo fight. It seems even top rank doesn't really rate him too high. You know, they haven't really given him very many big slots or big fights. Matter of fact, I know who he's going to fight. He's going to fight the fucking winner of... Uh, Homie Pedraza, guarantee you. That's a good stepping stone, I suppose. Yeah, that would actually be a pretty good fight. It wouldn't be too bad, just considering they have like a lot of guys around that division, like in Limbo. Not ready for a title shot, but also they need someone to do. Pedraza is uh, going to be coming, by the way. Shout oh, out yeah. Jose Pedraza. Shout out to all my Hood Pedraza fans out there. <laughs> I think I'm going with Comey on that, I think. Oh, no. I don't know. Comey- I he got done so dirty by long. Just like, God, 
as a Mexican, I can't pull myself full to root for a Puerto Rican. So it's just a, a, a guy with a boxing lives. Yeah, I, I like Pedraza. I don't really know why I like Pedraza, but you know, he's just a nice like B fighter. Like, he's not really that good, but he's a good test for yeah he's to see if you're test. that guy or not. Like he he, I mean, I thought he gave Loma a really good fight. He obviously didn't win. He got dropped a few times, but he really yeah he probably won like you know, three four rounds more than most people did. Yeah, taking four rounds off of Lomachenko is nuts. Not an easy feat. I remember watching that live. That was like the first time I was man, Loma is just not made for this weight class. You know, because I'm like Pedraza, like, I mean, he's big, but he's not physical at all. And he was able to keep Loma off for like 10 or 9, 10 rounds. Well, let's move on, uh, Barbosa. N E H. Meh. Oh, the big one. It's, uh. Oh, I just can't wait to be king. Yeah, Destroyed him. I mean, I didn't really, you know, I think pretty much everyone with the brain, you know, knew that Ryan was going to kill this fucking guy. He was so small. You know what I mean? His best days were like 130, 126. Like, even at 130, it was kind of, there were some side problems. He got completely shit on by Pedro Diaz. God damn! Yeah. I mean, he did what he was supposed to do. I, I, was, I wasn't too concerned after the tagger. Yeah, I wasn't too, like, a lot of people were like, oh shit, Ryan starts. I mean, he just looked, I mean, he would definitely very basic, very flat-footed, but... I was like, you know, it is what it is. He's fought somebody who's durable and kind of wanted to survive, and they survived. But versus Fortuna, I mean, I think he got some of the, the mojo back. Yeah, baby! He looks really good. His hands look super fast. Dropped him like three, four times. And I think it's time to acknowledge Ryan Garcia as the top five body puncher in boxing. Period. Oh, man, his left hook is monstrous. Body shot is nasty, so. Yeah. It's nasty. That's quick and accurate, like... I thought he got him a couple of times, or which pretty much just stopped Fortuna in his trucks. But yeah, he, I didn't think much of Fortuna, but it is yes. what it is. It was a great win for Ryan. I, I won't hate on him this time. Another camp yeah. of Goosen. He looks better. Uh, yeah. The chemistry is showing. Yeah, for sure. I think it's just easier for him to learn from Goosen than it was for, for right now, so. I just think for, I, I think there was too much of a personality clash between Puna and Osa. And obviously the language barrier is a big, a big part. Ryan don't speak no fucking Spanish. Yeah, that's so awesome. Everything has to be said through a media. You know, they're not going to be able to have real, like, meaningful conversations, like, one-on-one. Canelo's going to have to, like, help or some shit. But with Goosen, they can talk it out. He can get really specific about what he's saying. All I know is I want Ryan to come out in a jean jacket, too, one of these days. <laughs> Denim Dan. Thanks. Uh, um, let's see. Where does Ryan land in the hierarchy at 35? Well, oh, actually, never mind. Uh, he said he's staying at 40. He did say unless it's like the tank fight or something really big. That yeah, he would be willing to move back. That, yeah, I don't think that's a, a bad move. If it's like if, with the tank fight, he would obviously move down. But aside from that, I mean, everybody else is heading that way. Tifimo's already there. Haney's gonna be there within a year or two. It's definitely not a like a super out of nowhere decision. And he's obviously huge for 135. I mean, he's huge for 140, honestly. So uh, I'm sure that cut was nice. You know, it was just for the record for Tuna who uh, requested that. He was like, seven weeks, not enough to get to 135. <laughs> so we're going to get 140. Yeah, like, all right. Yeah, that's a good thing to point out because I've seen people bitching about Ryan making him go up. Uh, I'm like, Fortuna's the one that pretty much uh, swore that exemption to skip 135 and do it 140 and stuff. 
Yeah. Like his only lightweight fight was JoJo, which he lost. And I was like, yeah, I can't. <laughs> it's like, dude, you were like super small. Let's see. Are we gonna keep anything more to add on Ryan? Uh, oh, he looked great. I hope he fights tanked. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's just the fight everyone wants to see. It's just make the tank fight. It makes the most sense right now. Okay. Maybe they can have one more fight that makes him look good. But other than that, everyone's just gonna be shitting on either guy for not fighting Haney, not fighting Loma, not fighting. At this point, I don't even know if the Lopez fight is still talked about, but probably not. I think Brian actually said, like, if I can't fight Tank, I want to fight Tiafuma. Did he? I think so, yeah. He's been taken to social media pretty hard over the last week. He's really going at uh, Flick and Tank. Tank's deleted tweets? Oh, yeah, I don't really yeah. know why Tank None of those tweets were particularly... Like, I don't know why. They seem, they seem pretty normal. They weren't the best. You know, the only thing that I really took from that was, like, because I know he kind of flip-flopped and said that he's coming back with Mayweather promotions, but at the same time, he was saying that Floyd needs to stop talking for him and that the right people are going to be working on the fight. So I don't know why he would go back if he still has beef with Mayweather, but I guess we'll see what happens in the near future. That's an odd thing to say. Like, I have the right people working on the fight. Is this an implication that you didn't before? Or what are we talking about? Okay, uh, this is probably the most important thing on the list. The WBA minimum weight title was on the list. <laughs> Fuck yeah. There we go. A few days ago. Um, I really... This is like extreme degeneracy. Uh, Moonstree and uh, Knockout CP Freshmart, they finally did the thing, but Moonstree is uh, coming off of a losing uh, couple of lo losses, so he didn't have his title, so... Uh, it's a couple years too late, but whatever. Anyway, it happened. Freshmark won. Moving on. Uh, Joy Gonzalez and Isaac Dogbay. Horrod, give me your uh, give me your take on what you saw. First, I want to point out I lost some money on that, so that was kind of tragic. But anyways, to the actual fight, uh, it went like I thought the cards were pretty correct, like. It was just Dogberry's usual style of like he's winning the early rounds and then he gets drawn into a war for no reason and he starts getting tagged way too much, gets rocked. I don't think he got dropped, but he got rocked a couple of times. Yeah, he did. And then it just seemed like Joette kind of gassed or I don't know what it was. He just started boxing pretty stupid and and he kind of gave up some of those later rounds. And yeah, I think I had either either way could have gone six war or a draw like. All those outcomes would have been fine, but I have no issues with Dog Bay being the winner. RG, do you concur? Did you see anything different? Yeah, no, I pretty much agree. Joet, I want to pretend Joet's good so I can, like, up Shakur's resume, but he's really not. Like, he's really just not very good. I mean, if he can get a guy against the ropes, so, like, in the corner, then he can, like, bully him a little bit, but I don't know. He just doesn't do that enough. Like, he probably spent, like, three or four rounds of the fight, like, trying to jab and box with him. Just like getting pot shot, dude. You're fucking dumb. You're literally just like putting yourself in a position. You like have to stop him late in the fight. That just happens constantly. And like never Eddie. Like, I guess that was different. He he was able to brawl, but he's not really good enough to win that at a high level. So yeah, I don't know. It just seems like he like mentally doesn't really know who he is as a fighter. It was close though. I mean, I had it to draw. I'm not. You know, I'm talking like dog would beat the shit out of him. I mean, it was close either way. I wasn't really shocked at the decision though. Like yeah. Joe, like took over in the middle, but then he let it go. It's like so he kind of got booking. Like Dogway started strong, finished strong. It's like 
kind of hard to win a decision. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't like my senses weren't as clear as they could be. Do you know what I mean? When I was watching it. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I I was like on the border of going to sleep. So I was like, ah, I can't live. So it ended up being better. Oh, yeah. So maybe maybe I was also a little like you know dazed. I'm not sure. Joet just doesn't do anything good, and I, I'm guessing they're gonna feed him to uh, Ramirez next, you know, Robesi. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's probably what will happen actually. Yeah, Robesi will smack that guy. Oh. Either that or Dog Day, but yeah, I think he's gonna. Either guy's gonna lose to him. Yeah, Robesi. Yeah, 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 he's actually developing, but and even like Robesi, like even before like. Like the Nova fight where we really showed out. Like I'm sure he would have beat like Dog Bay on his debut. Honestly, maybe not his debut because he lost like shit. Uh, but you know, after that, shout out to Adnan Gonzalez, whatever his name is. Boy, oh boy, did you see Gabe Flores? Gabe Flores. Oh yeah, yeah. 135. Shout out to my boy uh, Max, please, for uh, putting money on Gabe Flores. Really smart decision. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, that was a very bad idea. Um, yeah, Gabe yeah. Flores, he's, uh, he's not taking his loss very well. His first one, um, he didn't have much heart, I don't think. And he's obviously going to get cut. Like, top rank is not keeping this kid. There's no zero way. chance. Yeah, he should probably, like, look at doing something else. Like, I don't really know what. Like, I know it's kind of sad, but, uh, like, you should not boxing. If you're getting fucked up. Yeah, he was getting beat up pretty bad. Like he was getting worked. Um, I'm surprised with just how much, how much damage he was taking. That his, I don't know. Somebody didn't think about stopping it. I didn't see his much. Dad seems, his dad seems ultra, yeah. ultra, not very helpful. So I don't know. After they get cut, like maybe PVC will pick him up or something. But I don't. I assume just everyone thinks he has like no upside. He might just lose in the fight. I but yeah, if he thinks he's gonna be working 35, that's. It's not gonna happen, champ. <laughs> yeah, I honestly didn't even know what division he was at. <laughs> I was like, whatever division. Thirty or thirty-five, it doesn't matter. Nah, he could have been like Bantamweight, and like, I hope I get knocked out. Poor guy. Yeah, UPS is hiring. I don't know. That's all I gotta say for One bit of news. I don't think this was actually finalized. I think it's just WBA ordering uh, Bibel versus uh, Gilberto Ramirez. It seems like Watsi is gonna fight Pascal, so Bavol Zorda should should happen. Be a yeah. good fight. Go for it. Yeah, I think it's. I don't see him even want because Bavol has like a you know almost a year until like Canelo's free. Like he's obviously not gonna fight unless he yeah he's obviously not gonna fight again until Cinco de Mayo. Like he's one more fight with his own deal, and you know that's just like the obvious pattern he follows. So yeah, Zorda would be a great in the swing fight. Yeah, that fight is just there to be made. Like, there's no obstacles. It's ordered. They're both on the same network. Both guys need one more fight to close out the year. I, I just, I don't know what could stop that from not happening. I think it would be a solid fight. Like, I've been kind of looking forward to that fight because I know Zurdo's been, like, chasing that fight, I think, like, two years now. Has he been chasing it? I don't keep Yeah, pretty much since he got screwed by the WBO and top rank for his title shot, like, and he kind of just went the other way around. And once he joined Golden Boy, he's just been call, uh, calling out Bivol. Well, that's good. I'm glad. I haven't been very high on him the few times I've seen him, so I'm, I'm glad he's at least pursuing something big. And it's a good fight for Bivol, too, like another, another chance to show out, I think. Yeah, it's not going to be a domestic Brit. No, he just... <laughs> decisions all the way so i think it's the best fight to be made currently with everything else booked yeah 
Okay, let's move right along to the previews. There is a lot going on this weekend. Danny Garcia, Jose Benavidez. That isn't the best fight, but there are some good ones underneath. Uh, so let's start with the bottom of the televised. Uh, Gary Antoine Russell uh, takes on Rancis Bartholomew at 140. Uh, let's see. RG, you're kind of a big Antoine Stan. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, interesting fight, for sure. It's basically just seeing like how legit is Antoine's like KO ability. Because Bartholomew's going to try and make it an awful fight. <laughs> yeah. Like, there, there's a lot of This is like the worst fight of the fight, just because Bartholomew's able to like, do his thing. But, yeah, I think Antoine will get him. Bartholomew's not very good. He's been hurt before. I don't know. Like, he, he's just a, like a straight spoiler. And I don't think that'll work on Antoine. Antoine's really aggressive, like, fights in. I kill, you know, I kind of like blitz people. I don't know if Bartholomew's really, really able to fight against that. So, yeah, hopefully he knocks him out. He's not a shooter. <laughs> That's how I'm praying. Yeah, I agree with Ryan. Like, uh, it's either it's going to be Antoine having a big knockout win or Rancis making it a stinker and it goes all 12. Or all 10, I should say. But yeah, Postol tried to make it a stinker. And, yeah, I don't yeah, think the stoppage was legit, but. Yeah, that's also true. Uh, Postol, or Antoine can be spoiled. He, he can have his work spoiled um, if Rancis wants to do that. I hope not, but. He probably will try. Yeah, and I, I just think it's like a step back from the postal fight, honestly. But I do too. I don't know. If there's there's not really much for him on the PBC side currently. So it is what it is. Uh, Adam Konaki is back against what's this guy? Demi Resin? Demi Resin? Yeah, Demi Resin. I've heard the name before, but I couldn't remember any fights. He probably fought like a jog, but it's he definitely seems yeah, like a he resume. Did. Uh, uh, I just like that on the sheet that we have here, you have it listed at 300 pounds. <laughs> yeah. Seems about accurate. <laughs> Adam's a big boy. Yeah, this is just like make or break for Kovnatsky. Like, if he doesn't win this one, then it's probably over with. Yeah, like, <laughs> Yeah, like, it's just, like, I don't really know where he goes or, like, what the fight. Maybe, like, Sanchez or something, but, yeah, it's just trying to make him, you know. At least, like, sellable again somewhat after getting done pretty dirty back to back. He does numbers in Brooklyn, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was gonna say, that was the main reason he's there. He could be a, like a Barclays, Barclays mainstay, just throw him on any Barclays cards that PDC has. Yeah, yeah he's made a minute it. The Spence Peterson fight, he was like on the undercard and. He had pretty much like two whole sections sold out, so I'm guessing you'll have quite a bit of people there. Shout out to the people from Poland. Thanks, shout out to the Brooklyn, uh, the Brooklyn Poles. Before we get to the main, um, some of the untelevised fights. J-Rock, Julian Williams, still doesn't have an opponent listed. Down bad, down so bad. Yeah, yeah I mean, they're, they're, I assume they'll just give him somebody he can knock out. Like, then maybe they'll put him on an undercard with somebody he can like almost surely beat and then turn him back in. It's kind of what they did with Tony, which he kind of blew it against Perella and like didn't look so good. But then he beat Garcia and now people want to see him again. So I assume they're trying to do a, a rebuild job in Jay Wright. He might just be spoiled, to be honest. He really goofed like, with that, uh, uh, Hernandez. Yeah. yeah, like what is it Hernandez? There's like 14 and 5 record. <laughs> like what is going on? Some Jared Hurd shit. I think Jay Rock's like on the wrong side of 30, even though he's only 32. But yeah, I don't, I don't see him ever competing at the top at 154 anymore. Remember, Tony's an okay fight. It's like two chinless, you know. <laughs> Bach, it's like a Tony, Tony school that boy. 
J-Rock. How the mighty have fallen. I always kind of like J-Rock. I think he's a cool guy. Yeah. You know, he won the ball. Shout out to him. But he's just, was super inconsistent his whole career. He's probably done. Like, I don't really need to see him box again, to be honest. Yeah, I don't know. As a big Charlo guy, I just kind of didn't like how he pretty much called him out two two years straight, then fell face first at the first big punch that Jamal landed, and <laughs> it's kind of been up and down since. That was a fucking peach, though. That was a very nice punch. Uh, speaking of people who probably shouldn't be fighting anymore, Dervianchenko is fighting some dude named Josh Conley. Just a random middleweight fight. Yeah, it's pretty strange. I hope he's not trying to like, fight some again. It's like, dude, you, you served your, you served your time. Yeah. You got like three fights. You did well. It is what it is. He's kind of old, right? He's like 35. Yeah. Took a lot of damage versus Charlo. Took quite a bit of damage versus Golovkin. Not also a guy I don't really see boxing again. So. Yeah, Penn's being untelevised. He might have a chance, though. Yeah, I think he'll win this one, for sure. I don't think he'll lose. Like, this guy's probably a shitter, but I don't need to see him fight. Yeah. I don't need to see him go on a run. I think it's probably a ugly. A quick glance shows me that the guy he's fighting got knocked out by J-Rock, funny. And then uh, Adamas knocked him out, too. Should be a layup. Yeah, yeah that's probably what it is. He did beat Curtis Stevens in his last fight, though, so... <laughs> Maybe he's coming for all the faded Brooklyn fighters. <laughs> Curtis Stevens, him and his little coffin, that was fun. <laughs> that was uh, probably like the best time. That was a good gimmick. Uh, yeah, Golovkin's rise was fantastic. Um, okay, one more untelevised one. Vito Melnicki. Uh, he's uh, just a welterweight prospect. Definitely someone to keep an eye on. He fights some guy, Jimmy Williams. I expect this is just a kind of a layup like everyone else is getting. And on to the big one. Danny Garcia, Jose Benavidez. Both of them debuting at 154. Can either of you make a case for Benavidez having a legitimate chance? No. Uh. <laughs> yeah, he'll... No, let's not do that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think Jose Benavidez the fight. Honestly, he just has no chance. Either that or a handicap match with David joining in, but yeah, I don't really give him a shot. I think Danny's gonna knock him out between like round five, round six. Yeah, that's it's. This is another like thinly veiled one. Like it's obvious that they're bringing Benavides up because he can't fucking move. His leg doesn't work. So yeah, he's gonna be there to be hit, and Danny Garcia can hit. So rest in peace, Jose Benavides. We hardly knew you. Should be a nice highlight reel, though. Let's see. I brought up August 6th because um, I'm not sure if we're going to meet again before then. So we'll just have a little bit on uh, Virgil Ortiz versus Michael McKinson. Another welterweight guy on the come up. I'm expecting that this is just a setup for Virgil to get a highlight payo as he does. Yeah, not there was no reason to remake it. Nobody wanted it the first time. Uh, they were kind of sus with the Ivan Ezian thing. Like, they wanted to make it look like productive, but, like, I don't know. It seemed like the whole contract situation was just kind of sus on their part. So, it kind of almost seems like they just wanted to make the McKinson fight to begin with and, you know, make it look like they tried to make a better one. Super bad fight. He's going to get knocked the fuck out. Yeah, both guys are just rated highly with the WBO, so I think they just went down the list and see 
who can Virgil just knock the hell out and keep his spot at the I think he's like number one with the WBO and WBA so I'm guessing it's just look good stay busy keep your ranking hope one of the, the champs vacates and get a belt I'm not sure who's on the undercard for that didn't really look yeah finally be good uh, let's see Jake Paul our Lord and Savior is back on August 6th against uh, actual boxer Hasey Jr. Uh, this is a he's a heavyweight, but he's being brought down to cruiser. He's a smaller heavyweight, so I suppose that helps. But uh, yeah, what round does Jake Paul knock him out in? <laughs> uh, like this one, like every Jake Paul fight is kind of weird to call. Like this is the first time he's fighting an actual boxer. Even if he's not good, he got knocked out with the right hand by Morrison's kid. So I, obviously, that's what you know kind of uh, made him see this as a, a potential opponent. I think he, Paul could definitely lose it. I mean, honestly, like he's like Jake Paul has still like never really been in a fight where they're like actively exchanging punches. Like even versus Woodley, where like Woodley would do too. Okay, it's like they would take turns. Like Paul would throw, and like Woodley would throw, and that's not like a fix thing. I'm like, but that's just. But like they were both kind of bad, that's how they fought. Like, there were no, like, try and catch in the middle of the exchange. Like, they would just put their guards in trade, trade shots. So, if Rockman can get him into, like, an actual fight, then, when he's big, like, he's, you know, he's got some knockouts, like, it could definitely go south. If Paul just chins him, though, it's like, all right. <laughs> like, I, I don't really know. Like, it, I do think the wheels are, like, due to fall pretty soon. Like, this this can't go on for him. I believe it's just gonna go, oh, what is it, eight rounds? Jake will get the decision. No one will come out looking good in it. Maybe Jake will land a big punch. No, drop him here or there, but I don't think he's going to stop him. Yeah, I'm not expecting much from that fight. Kind of like how RG said that the wheels are falling off pretty soon. I would I would like it if he would just go like, to fight the UFC guys. I think there's like 50 UFC guys. Here. Like Nate Diaz, yeah. you can't tell me Jake Paul would not tell him. If Dana wasn't in the way, yeah, for sure. This is his last fight. His, uh, he's fine. Hamzat Shmaya, the UFC heads out there. And that's his last fight in the contract. So he'll just get murdered and fight Jake Paul get knocked out. Yeah, I wanted to see uh, the Masvidal fight just because people for some reason yeah, think Masvidal yeah. is a good boxer or something. <laughs> yeah, that, that yeah. I honestly think he would knock him out too. I'm not even going to lie. It's such a size difference. But yeah, that one would be interesting for sure. Masvidal is way more chance than Diaz. I, I think both of them just yes. getting stopped. How oh, do you have the Bob Arum tank, uh, tape for UFC? Um, I, what's I don't the... think we could play that. <laughs> uh, what did he say, though? <laughs> uh, no, I don't have quite that level of disregard for it. It's just not my thing. I recognize that there's a lot of skill involved, uh, but it's I don't really care. Uh, yeah, you kind of just got to pick and choose who who you want to watch in there, but to follow it weekly, I don't know how people can do it. Brandon Lee is going to be on this one. He's a 140 come up. I like him. I think he's pretty good. Hey, that's my guy, Brandon yeah. Lee. I'm like really high on him, but we'll, we'll get to that. But I, I'm guessing it's just going to be like a look good, stay busy fight. Cause I, know, I don't know who he's currently with. But yes. like I know that Showtime's been like showing all his fights like maybe the last six. He's with PBC, is he not? I believe so, but it's kind of weird that he's on this card. 
we wanted to do the mid-year picks. A lot of times when people talk about like a fight of the year or whatever, it's, there's a lot of recency bias. So I came up with six categories. Fight of the year, fight of the mid-year, fighter of the mid-year, prospect, knockout, upset, and beatdown of the mid-year. Which one do we want to start with? You can work the way from the, from the bottom now. From the bottom up? Yep. All right, well, you kick it off then. Beating of the mid-year. I suggested we pick two just to see how we overlap, but if you only have one, that's fine. Take it away. Right. Uh, this one pains me because anyone that knows my boxing takes on this, uh, beating of the year will be Yoka getting his ass whooped for 10 rounds versus Bacoli. <laughs> that one hurt. Yeah, I think it was 10. It wasn't close. His nose was just busted. He couldn't do anything like change up the game plan. He was just getting his ass whooped round after round. Yeah, he looked like um, in the most recent mailer that I sent out. I, I I didn't put too much on it, but I mentioned that one as like he looked like a schoolboy that's in a fight with like the big bully, but he's bigger than the bully, but he's still scared to fight him. You know how I had it down? I had it as Creed versus Drago, pretty much. Like it was just terrible. He looked like a goddamn six six guy before. That's what he looked like. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't. I can't say anything. My boy got his ass whooped. Argy, who did you pick? Uh, top beating? Uh, I would probably say Nalia Inaway versus Nanito Donaire too. That's a good one. I mean, I mean that one didn't last very long, but I mean, he just got right to business, beat the shit out of him. I discredited that win at the time. Still don't think I still think it's a very overrated win, but yeah, I mean, he demolished him. So I think that's a that's, that's my shot. My first pick was uh, Benavidez beating the shit out of David Lemieux. That's that de- that's definitely also I consider that one. That was a blow. Oh yeah. Um, my second I pick was uh, Sebastian Fundora rearranges Erickson Lubin's face. Another one I thought about was uh, Thurman Barrios. It's kind of a random shout, but I don't know if you remember Barrios' face after that. Yeah. Fight. He got his ass fat. He looked like completely different. He looked like one of the fucking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I mean, he just looked like a totally different. Laura, did you get a second? No, that was pretty much that was the one that stayed in my heart. All right. <laughs> yeah, he just couldn't, couldn't pass up. <laughs> um, let's see. Let's start with RG on Prospect of the Mid-Year. I could really only think of one name that kind of stuck out. It was Frank Martin. I think Frank Martin kind of made his name. A lot of people didn't really know him up until, I think, maybe last year. Uh, the Spence connection obviously helps a lot, but, yeah. He, he's maybe, maybe, like, he's a obese a prospect. Like, I don't know. Like, he, he made it. He kind of, I think, convinced a lot of people. I don't know if he's really a prospect. It's just kind of hard to, to gauge him. Like yeah, most people who are prospect don't have any wins worth the shit to, to, like, you know, make him stand out, in my opinion. Yeah, those are two guys I think really kind of proved themselves so far. One PBC and one top rank. Look at that. <laughs> hey, no bias here. Yeah, we're we're straight shooters here. Um, Orad, your prospect? Uh, I just talked about him. I don't know if you'd even consider him a prospect now. He's on to the next level, but Brandon Lee, either him or my second pick was uh, Jose Valenzuela. I think he's been coming up looking decent in all his fights. And I think he's going to be uh, on the Andy Ruiz Ortiz undercard. Who, who did you say? Did you say Valenzuela? 
Yeah. Oh, okay. It kind of cut out. I'm sure. I picked one. Uh, the guy that I picked hasn't been televised yet, but I've seen him at a few shows. Uh, Mickey Scala. He's from um, the greater Phoenix area, so I picked him for that reason. But he's also pretty good, so uh, he's got upside. He's got potential, for sure, so he's got time. A more known one I picked was uh, Montana Love. He didn't look very good in his last fight. Yeah, I know, but I still think he's got potential, and I think he can rebound from that. Oh, upset. Okay, moving on to the upset of the, of the mid-year. I'll start with this one, and... It's a callback, actually. My biggest upset is Orod's disappointment at Yoka losing to Bakoli. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely a standout. Sure. That is major. And I think a lot of people. I think a lot of people thought that was a dangerous fight, just because it's like I mean, Yoka always had some just a weird look about him. He just never really looked totally comfortable. Bakoli is nothing else. He's Brazilian, so. But it, it was shocking just how excited. Like, it was almost worse than if he just got chin. If he got chin, so, well, you know, just got caught. It's like he didn't get chin. He was just scared as hell. Just was like, eh, I'm fine to lose. Right. So, yeah, like, that, that definitely. Klitschko has been chinned. Like, it happens to whoever. It, it would have been, been better if he, like, I don't It know, would have been better. He's French, so it could be there. Let's see, the other one was uh, Colbert gets fucking wrecked. By Hector yeah, that, that's, my, that's my pick. Yeah, that was the only one I could really think of. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, that was also just another example where, I mean, it's just a total exposure. Like, there's just nothing to say about Colbert after a beating like that. That was also a consideration for beating him. So he had his ass with it. He did. By the end of the fight, he was like, at the last like two rounds, he did not want to be within five feet of fucking Hector. In the buildup, he was he he was obviously very arrogant. I think that's part of the gimmick that he's trying to push. Hopefully it was a gimmick and not who he actually is. Hopefully he can take something from this and learn something from this. Yeah, based off the post-fight, I think it was just a gimmick because post-fight he was like, yeah, I lost. All credit to Hector. There's nothing I can say, nothing, no excuses. He just said that maybe they could run it back, but I see no reason to run it back. But yeah, speaking like odds-wise, I think that was like the biggest upset so far. I don't know. There might be other like lower level fights, but I think Garcia was like a plus 1,000 dog. Wow. Yes. Because like the other one that I had in mind was, we already talked about it with the Yoka fight. I think uh, Bacoli was a plus 400 dog. And same with his mm -hmm. past weekend, uh, Dog Bay was kind of an underdog. I think he got up to like plus 300. So he was oh, a sizable God. underdog, like not too big, but not like a pick em kind of fight. Alright, cool. Moving along to knockout, or uh, give me your top knockouts. I, like, there's been a couple good ones throughout the year, but I just don't see any knockout better than the Tank Roly. Just with the build-up, the shit-talking, the way Roly was selling the fight, and just how he fell face-first into the ropes, didn't know where he was, and just left the ring like, there, there wasn't a better knockout for me this year besides the tank or uh, Roly. Yeah, that was a satisfying one to see like someone who runs their mouth get it shut for them. Kind of like J-Rock did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's see. My first pick for this one was uh, Lee Wood knocking Conlon out of the ring. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of people's. That was beautiful. I don't like Mickey Conlon for reasons I cannot describe. 
don't even know. I just don't like him. He's kind of a strange looking guy. Like he's not a guy you would trust, you know. If you you didn't if you didn't know him. That's not that's nothing to say against Irish people. It's nothing like that. You know, shout out to Ireland. But yeah, not a trustworthy looking. What was your top knockout? Um, I think two kind of stood out to me. The first one, shout out to my Brits, Joe Cordina over in Ogawa. Hey, that, that, that was my second one. <laughs> murdered him with the right hand. Oh, yeah. Shout out to the boy. Give that belt to Shakur. The other one, Tyson Fury ending the uh, Dillian White delusion. You know, not, not, you, you've seen it. You know, White has given us three uh, great uppercut knockouts. So this was nothing new, but it was very satisfying. So I wanted to give it a shout out. Yeah, the memes are over. Yeah, if I had to pick a second fight, it would be White Fury. I like how you slipped in uh, Cordina can get his belt to Shakur. That's, that's what's going to happen. Uh, let's see. Fighter of the year. I'll go first on this one. My two picks were Bam Rodriguez and Jermel Charlo. I don't know. I think those are obvious choices. Yeah, Bam for sure. It's always kind of hard at mid-year because most of the guys in contention only have one fight. I mean, it's two, two fights, and they're both pretty good wins, so that, that sets them out on, on uh, volume. Uh, yeah. One guy, though... I think has a chance to steal it. Most people rely on Bam's fight of the year. I think Bavol is a very high chance to steal fighter of the year. He beat Canelo. If he beat Zordo, I mean, yeah, that's a great that's a year. Pair. That's a great year. I think I think he would steal fighter of the year if he wins that one. Yeah, that's ben, my pick I don't, right now. Spence beats Crawford. If Spence beats Crawford, he's obviously fighting. So aside from that, did you have anyone different, Aura? Oh, you guys talked about yeah, Bivol. Oh, he's probably like. Yeah, he's like the he has the best win out of anyone the whole year. Like, I know it was his division and everything, but he was still underdog. Yeah, he it was like a clear victory. And then like my one B would be Spence. Like I know Ugas is who he is, but he still had a belt. The way he dominated him, and yeah, kind of how you guys touched on it. Just all these top guys only have like one fight, so it's kind of hard to judge. But I'd go with Dimitri and Spence right now. Even if it's just one fight, the the impact of it does matter. Like, Bam needs to have two to be even in consideration. Yeah, for sure. Fight of the mid-year. The big one. RG, kick us off. I assume all of us are going to say Charlie to stand up to it. Um, yes. That just seems like the obvious best fight. There's Taylor Serrano. That was a really good fight, but I, I wouldn't put it on the same level as Charlie Fistani, at least for my own personal enjoyment. My second pick would probably be Fondora Lugan. Really liked that fight. Really had nice ebbs and flows. A lot of action. Both guys got hurt. So yeah, those would be my two picks. All right, who do you got? My pick would be Chisora Pulev. Bazinga! <laughs> <laughs> if I'm being real, kind of, I'll have the same picks as RG. Like, it's uh, Charlo Castaños too and Fondora Lugan. Like, both of those fights just had different elements that Separates him from the rest. The Lubin one, he had both guys getting knocked down. Lubin's face getting rearranged. And Pandora, in a sense, shocking people because I, I know it was kind of split leading up to that fight on who was going to win. The way he won, it was just kind of shocking to me. And then, yeah, Charles Daniel, like, he pretty much had a whole, what, a year or so build up for that. And it lived up to the hype. It, it did better than the first one, I think. Yeah, it was a nice, of it nice too. finish. I picked Charlo Castagna, of course. I also picked Taylor Serrano because I'm fucking pompous. 
and I'm a hipster, so I had to pick the women's fight. It was entertaining shit, I thought so. I thought it was great. Yeah, it was a very good fight for sure. It, there's been a lot of like big fights this year, but most of them pretty, pretty one-sided. Expensive guys, that's pretty much a beat down. Shakur Valdez pretty much a beat down. You know, so it was just kind of hard to find the fights that really stood out. It's like, man, you know, that one, that one was crazy. I was considering if like beatdown and schooling should be separate. The schooling view is obviously Shakur Valdez. Fuck yeah, it is. That was amazing. Yeah, definitely. I know, like, we saw it coming, but still, like, to see it play out yeah. and then Valdez having, like, absolutely no answer to it. Yeah, I, think, I think I'm more like, you know, the enlightened uh, internet boxing thing. Most people knew about it, so like, no chance. Like, but for like 2019, it was just like, oh, okay. Like, he, there was like no chance he's going to win this fight. But it, it was it was nice to see it finally play out, and, you know, be a tangible thing. Was there any other schoolings that were not like the guy gets his ass kicked, but he gets jabbed to death? You could call the Volcanella that in a way. Like, I don't know about a schooling, but. It wasn't really a beat down, but he like lost the, most of the rounds. Yeah. So that, I, I would say that's maybe up there. Kind of how you mentioned earlier too, uh, Thurman Barrio. You could just kind of see that there's different levels to both of them. And that's where I rate the schoolings too, where you could just tell one guy shouldn't be in the ring with the other guy. Like there's nothing that they could do to change that fact. I just realized the obvious one, fucking Haney Kambosis. That's, oh. that's obvious. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's how forgettable that schooling was. Uh, it was so dominant. It's so, yeah, it was such a snoozer because it was oh, so excited. It's probably up there. Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably put that at the top just because I like Fulton. He's, I think he might be my favorite active fighter right now. Ryan Garcia versus Emmanuel Tego. Was that? Oh, because Tego. No, no, I'm completely bullshit. Yeah, like Tego looked like ass. God. Yeah, I'm, I'm moving my pick to Haney Cambozo now. Cause, yeah, there was like uh, so much talk before the fight that George was going to do the same thing that he did to Lopez. And I, I, I don't know, I just couldn't see it. Like that fight had a 12-0 decision for Haney all over it. And it played out that way. It's just unfortunate though. There's not a lot of crossing of the aisle for bigger fights, like Haney fighting somebody who actually has a chance at fighting back. Yeah, but you know, he's, really, he's a top rank. Top rank has a lot of fights with him, before him, I should say. Oh, he's with top rank now, that's right. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. it just had to happen. Somebody had to, eventually somebody was gonna have to go to Australia and get those belts off that piece of shit. So. My eyes are, what is your profession? That ball. I think he was gotta do I guess so. Shout out to him. Yeah, has a, he has a lot of options too, because like since that, uh, Lomachenko's coming back in October, yeah, and that most rematch is in October. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think October. Yeah, and if Haney moves up, there's quite a pool right there for him. There's the Zapata Ramirez winner. There's Lopez. I, I think Haney was cool, Taylor. I think that'd be easy work. It would look good on his on his record at least. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm still mad. Uh, Ramirez good. Yeah, yeah, Ramirez did blow that. He'd made it closer than it probably should have been. But you can't tell me Robbie wouldn't lose money on Taylor versus Haney. What fucker put money on Cam Bosis? Like, he's just destined to lose money on Haney. Like, why, when are you going to fucking learn? Just stop betting against Devin Haney. Just stop doing it. I think, I think my boy's, uh, like, negative 9,000 on the year right now. That's where at the mid-year review. 
Shout out Liverpool while we're at it. One second. Victor. Ah, shit. Boy, uh, anyway. Mikey Garcia came in to get rent. Yeah. Orlando uh, Salido. That's my <laughs> Well, do we have anything else to cover? Um, oh, well, yeah, one that I put on the on the uh, on the preview line that we didn't cover. Uh, Tomoki Kameda. <laughs> Random <laughs> Japanese people. Uh, he's a 120. He was like a, a bantam. He's at 22 now. Uh, he he's fun. He has he's like a mix of Japanese and Mexican style. I don't need a rundown. That's my boy. I used to ban him pretty hard. Like how you mentioned the whole Mexican Japanese yeah. thing he had going. Yeah, he lived. His nickname is El Mexicanito. Um, he lived in Mexico for a long time. I don't know. And I think his does. Spanish is even better than mine. Like mine is pretty decent, but like his is, you couldn't tell the difference between him and like a native over there. That, that's how good it is. Well, I mean, for all intents and purposes, he is a native. He's kind of yeah. like the inverse. He's kind of like the inverse. Which he's not Mexican, but he's kind of like the inverse Jorge Linares. Yeah. 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 He should be in a good fight. Like I always enjoyed his fights. I just. I remember I got sad when he lost to, uh, what's his name, McDonald or McDowell. Jamie McDonald. Yeah, Jamie. I think they fought twice, and then he lost both of them. He lost decision twice. I was twice. pretty devastated. Is that the guy in a way knocked out McDonald? Yes. Yeah. In the first, okay. like, minute. Yeah, yeah. He also lost to Ray Vargas. Yeah, I remember that fight kind of. It wasn't really that close either. No, like, you also. I think I lost some money on that, but... <laughs> That was because I was betting with my heart, not with my knowledge. Well, well, well. Tomoki's back. Fucking stuff presses. Uh, yeah, I think that's it for what we got. We covered a lot of news, a lot of previews, reviews, mid-year awards. Keep those notes handy. We can uh, compare them to what we picked for the second half, assuming we survived that long. <laughs> Any other news? Anything to add? Nothing I can think of. Coming up in the immediate future. Yep, just still waiting the news for Spence Crawford. Like, I know the latest rumors, like November, probably gonna be Vegas. That's just gonna hit my pocket because I'm planning on going to it. Colorado. Okay, you know what? 
with the dude weekend. I decided to get a whole party, stay the whole night. Probably give you some weapons. Some like, uh, I don't know if that's allowed or not. No, I'll call that. My dog is playing in school. Thanks again to Orad and RG for joining me to talk about this thing of ours, and thank you again for listening wherever you may be in the world. If there's something you heard or one of our picks that you didn't like, I want you to call 833-772-6964. Leave a message there, and if it's spicy enough, we'll put it in the next show. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can head over to bxng.co slash links, and there you'll find links to everything that we're working on. So until next time, watch the low blows, watch the rapid punches, and protect yourself at all times.